We interrupt your special announcement to bring you this regularly scheduled programming. Ho ho ho! Merry everyone! Hey, it's cool here if you don't know, and welcome to the first episode of Square Wave Symphony to happen directly on Christmas Day. Um, yeah, this is on CKDU 88.1 FM in Halifax. How's everyone doing? I would say we're at the end of another week, but technically the, the week ended yesterday. Um, this is just an extended weekend at this point, and so is next weekend. So, um, yeah, let's take the opportunity to relax and uh, kick back and all that. And if you celebrate Christmas or Chris something similar to that anyway, um, you know, open your gifts and uh, I will present my gift to you, which is this show, and I hope that you enjoy it. Um, so yeah, let's go take a look at what's going on at Low Bias Gaming, which I'm only going to be going through one week of this since there was uh, actually a new episode last week. Uh, so yeah, let's start with a new Let's Play, by which I mean uh, Jason is replaying a game again. Ogre March, uh, Ogre March, Ogre Battle, March of the Black Queen. Uh, there are four new videos available for that, for the beginning of that series. Uh, Final Fantasy IX, four new videos there. Uh, Scarlet brings us Dynasty Warriors 8 Extreme Legends. Uh, there are five videos there, as well as, oh my goodness, why do you post millions of videos all at the same time? Scarlet with um, 25 new videos of Final Fantasy XII and 12 new videos of Darkest Dungeon. So, um, if you want your primo Scarlet content, look no further. <laughs> Anyway, um, as well as some stuff that is being posted on the forum, Blade Runner Manual, Ikari uh, Warriors, probably a guide or something. I haven't clicked on any of these. There's Hunt for Red October and Ikari 3 The Rescue. Fun stuff. You can go check that out at lowbiasgaming.net if you want. But for now, let us get to our archives music, which is the only non-Christmas related piece of music that uh, I'm playing today, so heads up, I guess. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. That song was by Mark Cooksey, and it is the title theme of today's game from the archives. You 
take the part of a young adventurer attempting to save a beautiful princess. Time is ticking away. You'll have to move fast to escape your cell and evade the many cunning traps placed in your path. Non-stop action is combined with the exploration and puzzle-solving challenge of a top-flight adventure game. With hundreds of fantastic rooms to explore, you must use all your sword fighting skills to do battle with the violent opponents and foil the Grand Vizier's despicable plans. And that's a back of the box that doesn't necessarily give it away. So I'll give you a couple of seconds to try to figure out that it's Prince of Persia. Uh, okay, that wasn't a couple of seconds. But uh, yeah, it's an action game which is available for several platforms, but uh, we have a playlist for the Nintendo port, which is definitely not the best port, but there it is and there you go. Developed by Mode of Time, published by Version Interactive, and released in 1992. Um, it is a port, uh, it is a game that is very much known for having uh, rotoscoped graphics and really neat uh, stuff for the time, like the realistic movements and all, but it's kind of clunky as a result because it's trying to do something that no one ever no one else really ever did. So um, take that as you will I guess. Um, Ragnats has played that for us a while back for the low bias monthly for September 2015 games you've never beaten uh, and there are three videos there if you want to check it out.
was Wiley Did You Know by Rain the Insane, and you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. And welcome back to Square Wave Symphony here on CKDU 88.1 FM in Halifax, your home for video games, chiptunes, and all things weird and geeky. And speaking of weird, it is time, of course, for a very Christmas news of the weird that is not Christmas at all and was actually reported last week. Uh, yes, so as usual, I do not read these stories ahead of time. Some of these may not jive well with all audiences, but they have been scanned for objectionable content. This segment is usually about 13 to 15 minutes long, and sometimes that's a lie, so take that as you will. Our lead story for today Sign of the Times. Superstitious residents of Naples, Italy experienced what some see as a bad omen on December 16th, according to Reuters, when the dried blood of the city's patron saint, San Gennaro, failed to liquefy when put on the display. The saint's dried blood is contained in a vial that is brought out three times a year in the city's cathedral, where faithful Catholics pray for it to become liquid in a phenomenon known as the Miracle of San Gennaro. But after hours of praying and a special mass in the afternoon, the blood remained dry. Scientists have no explanation for why the substance in the vial sometimes liquefies and sometimes doesn't, but Naples Cardinal Crescenzio Seppe told his flock not to be too concerned. If something needs to melt, it is the hearts of people. Ah, uh, That's weird. But um, maybe it's just reacting to the fact that there's a pandemic. Goodness knows that if my blood was able to uh, congeal and liquefy at will, I would not want it to be in a liquid form when it can take on a deadly virus. Uh, That's just me. Uh, Obsessions, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Real estate agent... Uh, Sevenraj, 58, of Bangalore, India, has always wanted to be unique, he told the mirror on December 15th, so when he was 18 he decided to make red and white his signature colors and has worn only those two colors ever since. Today his home, his car, and even his family, uh, Pusfa, uh, I guess, his wife of 25 years, and their two children sport nothing but red and white. Along with his color scheme, Seven Raj is fixated on the number, I'll give you one guess, seven. He was named after the number because he was the seventh child. <laughs> Which sounds like the plot of an RPG. And he now embroiders a crown symbol uh, and the number seven on all his suits and even has it stitched to uh, into the headdress of his red and white car. Seven Raj also speaks seven languages. Wherever we go, people recognize us. They know us as the Red and White family. I enjoy all the attention, he admitted. Well, maybe your family doesn't. Um, that's a very strange... Wow. Um, okay, well, I mean, if, if it doesn't hurt anyone... Then so mode it be. Um, I'm gonna let that one go. Uh, but uh, in the end, it's come to this. 
China's Civil Aviation Administration issued updated COVID-19 safety guidelines in early December that drew attention by encouraging flight crews to wear diapers and avoid airplane lavatories. Titled Technical Guidelines for Epidemic Prevention and Control for Airlines, uh, the document included information on wearing masks and other pro uh, personal protective equipment and also stated it is recommended that cabin crew members wear disposable diapers and avoid using the lavatories barring special circumstances to avoid infection risks, United, United Press International reported. This, this is just hearkening back to the fact that whenever there's a COVID-19 outbreak, whether it's when it started or a new wave coming along or what have you, all of a sudden there's no toilet paper. This is a respiratory disease, and yes, I understand that it has other effects than just respiratory, but I have not seen diarrhea on that list. Okay? So that's very strange. Police report the Lee County, Florida Sheriff's Office uh, said Jonathan Hernandez, 32, died on December uh, 12th while apparently trying to burglarize a home in Lehigh Acres uh, after the window he was crawling through closed on him. Uh, according to the incident report, Hernandez's neck was caught in the window and he was dead by the time sheriff's deputies arrived. WBBH reported friends and family of the budding rap artist who performed as Taz UFO deny the burglary accusation and call for further investigation. That's unfortunate, but it seems like this wouldn't have happened if he wasn't trying to do a bad. I'm not saying he deserved to die for it, but there it is and there you go, I guess. Anyway, next story. Uh, only in Canada. I expect that to be said about Florida. Why bring us into this? Police in Star uh, Sarnia, Ontario arrested two suspects after they allegedly broke into the wrong house on December 11th and offered to pay damages after they realized their mistake. <laughs> only in Canada, yes. CTV reported that residents of the home were watching television when two unnamed 27-year-old men broke through a door, one holding a hammer, and demanded money they claimed was owed to them. They apologized and left the home after discovering their error, according to police, who quickly apprehended them. That is... wow. Um... I'm not gonna lie, that is incredibly Canadian. Um... yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. We broke into the wrong house. Uh, we'll 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 pay we'll pay your door repair charge. What is it like twenty rupees? Uh, we, our currency isn't rupees. Anyway, moving right along to a likely story. Barry Joseph Watts told police in Fort Dodge, Iowa, that he had been walking by the building police found him in on December 15th, pulling on doors to see if they were unlocked, and, quote, entered the property to get warm, according to the police report, but after spending some time looking around the building, he decided to start taking items. Watts told officers he had taken gold teeth and a laptop from a dental business, but police also found cash, a $5,000 digital camera, and blur uh, <laughs> blurglary tools. 
burglary tools on him, including a screwdriver and a flashlight. KCCI reported authorities also found five doors damaged. Watts was arrested and held at the Webster County Jail, and he probably did not apologize for a single one of those doors. Start learning lessons, Iowa. Canada is doing it right. Um, more or less. Suspicions confirmed. 20-year-old Caleb Kleiss was arrested in Clearwater, Florida on December 12th after a witness saw him driving with, a, with the barrel of an AR-15 rifle uh, sticking out the driver's side window of his 2016 Volkswagen, the smoking gun reported. Kleiss, who was intoxicated, according to arrest affidavits, told officers he carries the gun for self-defense because he's, quote, seen crazy stuff since moving to Florida. Oh man, you haven't heard half of it. Uh, when police tracked him down, Kleiss was standing next to his car outside a laundromat with the assault weapon, quote, displayed carelessly on the dashboard in plain view of everyone walking by the store, police said, and the gun was, quote, loaded with a full magazine and a round in the chamber. Kleiss was charged with drunk driving and improper exhibition of a dangerous weapon. I understand that Florida is a questionable place sometimes, that has very strange things happening, but you're not helping. You're really not. Let's hear a story about a bad dog. Oh boy. Uh, an unnamed pug-like dog like uh, okay was found at the wheel of a family's van after it plummeted into a ditch on December 9th in North Grenville Ottawa the Ottawa citizen reported that police determined the owners had left the dog in the running car and it probably bumped the gear shift into reverse causing the van to slowly back up as the driver ran alongside trying to get in of course the dog wasn't charged said Grenville County Police Acting Sergeant Ann Collins. Um, yeah, it that is definitely a thing that can happen. Uh, I actually remember <clears throat> when I was a kid and we were parked on an incline and the parking brake was disengaged, um, I bumped the, um, the, the, the gear control into neutral and suddenly the car was moving backward. Fortunately, I lived in a very small town and there was no incident. But that was still kind of scary. Tis the season, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, sure is. While uh, children across the world await Santa's visit, which has happened by now, naughty kids in some parts of Europe have already been visited by Krampus, the Christmas Devil, a half-goat, half-demon with horns, I should hope so, who according to legend appears on, on Kampusnacht, December 5th, bearing whips and chains to beat wicked children before stuffing them into a sack and taking them away. The Mirror reports the centuries-old tradition takes place in Austria, Germany, Hungary, Slo uh, Hungary Slovenia, and the Czech Republic, and had its origin in German and Norse mythology. Wait, 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 wait. This... I mean, why... Why is this in the news of the weird? 
Is there actually someone going around as Krampus whipping bad children on December 5th in these countries? Is that what you're saying, Mirror? Like, or is it just a, or was it just a slow news day on December 15th and you didn't have anything else to talk about? Oh my goodness, you people, sometimes, sometimes, I don't know. And I, news of the weird. Andrews McNeil, you're not helping. You're not helping this case. Uh, horsing around, a 25-year-old uh, Russian man identified as Vasily was out with friends on the evening of December 9th in St. Petersburg when he encountered two women riding a horse through the streets and decided he wanted to pet the horse. Fontanka.ru uh, reported. He said the rider offered him a carrot. Uh, to give to the horse, but, quote, the horse turns sharply to me and bites, taking off a chunk of Vasily's nose, then spitting it out. The missing piece was retrieved, and doctors were able to sew it back into place, but they expect there will be scarring. Vesely denied the police report of the incident that claimed he was drunk and tried to kiss the horse. Uh... That last part would make a lot more sense as to why, um, why he got bit in the nose. I'm, I'm more likely to believe that he was trying to kiss the horse. Please don't try to kiss a horse on the nose. It's liable to not go well if you're, especially if you're a stranger. Hmm. And our final story for today, under the subtitle, whoops. Matt Hightower of Overland Park, Kansas, was home alone with his three kids in mid-December when he switched on the oven in preparation for making dinner. Inside, unfortunately, were the family's three elves on the shelf, who had been put there the night before to warm up after a day of being held captive in the refrigerator by the, quote, bad milk, KCTV reported. Babe, I cooked the elves. Hightower confessed to his wife, Chelsea, who was out Christmas shopping. Thankfully, said Chelsea after a frantic search around town, Jingle, Bell, and Magic have made a miraculous recovery and are back to their silly ways. Slow news day for you, I see, as well, KCTV. Um, but I guess we do need a few stories to fall into this Christmas thing that uh, that is happening today, so... There it is, and there you go. Um, so yeah, let's get some more music. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax.
That was Emilio Buonani with I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. And you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. And welcome back to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. Your home for video games, chip tunes, and all things weird and geeky. And it is time for gaming next month. Yes, it is the last Friday of the year, actually. So let us take a look at the games that are coming out on January 2021. If we actually get into 2021 and we don't end up in March of 2020. Anyway, uh, January we have January 5th we have Cobra Kai: The Karate Kid Saga continues up for the PC. Uh, 14th we have MG, uh, MXGP 2020 for the PlayStation 5, as well as Scott Pilgrim vs. the World: The Game Complete Edition. Uh, coming for the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, Stadia, and PC. So we finally get to play that game again, and it's no longer limited to the PlayStation for some reason. Hitman 3 is coming out on January 20th for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, Stadia, and PC. That is a list. Um, on the next day, January 21st, uh, Ride 4 coming out for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series. Uh, Cyber Shadow is coming out on January 26th for PS5, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, as well as Stronghold, uh, Stronghold Warlords for the PC. January 28th we have The Medium for Xbox Series and PC, and The Yakuza Remastered Collection for Xbox One and PC. That's it. <laughs> it's not a very long list because everyone's trying to make the holiday rush, but uh, that's done now, so um, let's go ahead and take a quick look at what games are going to be coming out throughout the year. Just just throwing a couple of names out there that I can uh, pick out from this list. We have Bravely Default 2 coming out in February, Yakuza 6 coming out in March, uh, as well as Yakuza Like a Dragon. Uh, Humankind is uh, in for April, we have Deathloop in May. And we have a whole bunch of games that have been announced for 2021, but uh, none of these uh, yet have a date. We just figure that they're going to be out sometime in 2021, including Cyberpunk 2077, maybe, if it's not horribly broken. Uh, Destiny 2 The Witch Queen is uh, going to be coming out, uh, which is probably going to delete some of the old content for Destiny 2 because that's what they apparently do. Is this game called Boyfriend Dungeon? What? What is this? Is that some sort of Bishonen roguelike? I don't know. Saga Frontier Remastered. Oh, that one seems kind of interesting. That's one that I might actually want to pick up. I kind of like Saga Frontier. Uh, Kerbal Space Program 2 is going to be coming out. Uh, Gran Turismo 7. Gran Theft Auto 5 is going to be ported to PS5 and series. And various other things. So that list is available on GameInformer.com slash 2021 if you want to check it out. You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax.
That was Storehouse Shootout, a Christmas remix by Grant Harper, and you're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. Alright, so here we are at the later part of the show, and I figure I have a little bit of time to indulge in the Christmas spirit a little bit. Even though I don't actually celebrate Christmas, I'm pagan, I celebrate Yule. But I, you know, I still like the actual Christmas spirit. Uh, it's what I grew up with. And I would still be completely okay with uh, celebrating Christmas as a family tradition rather than a religious holiday. Uh, but that, anyway, that's just me. I'm not going to get into that whole thing. What I'm going to get into is let's take a look at my wish lists. And I'm talking like Steam and GOG and things. Um, let's just take a brief look at the games that are on here and why I've chosen them. And let's start with the number one game on my Steam wish list. And possibly the most hyped indie title in the entire HRM. That's uh, <laughs> still kind of cool. Uh, Tunic. Uh, anyone who has not heard of Tunic, imagine uh, Link to, uh, imagine Le Legend of Zelda, except it's a fox. And it's, a, uh, it's a cute little fox in a 3D world. Small fox. Big adventures. Um, so far, a lot of people have probably seen a demo of this. Uh, we know as much as it's an Xbox console launch exclusive, unless that's changed. There's still no release date for this game, but um, it is definitely a game that I'm looking forward to. I have played the, the demo myself, and it's it just seems so endearing. So it, it, it's adorable. And it also just looks really cool, and I cannot wait to play that. Like, even if I have barely a penny to my name, I'm going to find a way to have this game legitimately and properly support uh, Andrew Shouldis, who is making this. So, um, good on you to make a game that has my, has my attention has probably a lot of people's attention and isn't going to um, fall apart on day one. At least that's the hope. I'm, I'm confident that it's not going to fall apart like some other games. Uh, Mr. Driller Drill Land. Um, this is on my Steam wishlist as well. Now I do have a legitimate copy of this for the GameCube. The main problem is it's Japanese. Um, it was never ported. Uh, it, it was never imported to North America and translated to English. Although, frankly, the Mr. Driller English voice actors are really not good. But uh, still, the fact that it's on Steam now in English and. Another thing is it makes it a lot easier to save the game, because if you don't have a Japanese GameCube, 
good luck trying to save the game on an actual on actual hardware. It doesn't work. I've tried it, it doesn't. So, um, yeah, I think it'd be really cool to um, have this game so that I can actually understand what's going on and not have to leave the console on overnight in order to uh, experience the game all the way down to the end. Uh, let's see, what else? Dead Cells. Um, Dead Cells is not a game on my Steam wishlist. Uh, a game by Motion Twin. Now, if you don't know who Motion Twin is, uh, they started out by making a whole lot of Flash games that I'm really gonna be sad that are not going to be playable a week from now. <laughs> it's hard to believe that Flash is dying in just a week. But um, a lot of neat games, there's Caverns of Hammerfest, there's Alpha Bounce, which was also released for the DSi. Uh, not really the same gaming experience, but, uh, yeah. Uh, there's, um... Ah, I can't remember all the games. There's so many games. But, uh... Oh, what, one really fun one that I remember, actually, is Majority. Um, that's one where you're asked a question and three completely random answers, and the correct answer is the one that has the majority not necessarily the correct answer. Um, but it's really impossible to play that now. There's nobody trying to play it and it takes sometimes days for a lobby to fill up. So, yeah. It was fun while it lasted. Anyway, Dead Cells. Um, really fun uh, platformer with roguelike elements. Um, Intense action. I have had the opportunity to play it. I just don't own a copy of it myself so um, Yeah, it'd be good to to have it on hand honestly uh, Tetris effect is the one and only game that is on my epic games wishlist and uh, the number one reason why I haven't purchased it is because it's exclusive to epic games I don't like exclusivity deals, I don't like there being 5,000 different storefronts for, for games, and I get that uh, some people will get a better cut by being an Epic exclusive, but uh, I, I don't agree with capitalism, but that's not an issue that is going to be covered on this uh, radio show slash podcast. That's not what you're here for. You're here for video games and chiptunes and things like that. Anyway. Um, so yeah, Tetris Effect is just a really fancy Tetris game. Uh, and it's a Tetris game that lets you get 16 in a row. Uh, I forget the actual term for it, but... Um, I don't know. I, I just really appreciate the visual spectacle that is that game, honestly. And... Um, I'd love to be able to experience it for myself, even if it's not VR, because I don't have a VR headset, but, um, you know, it's, it's something that I want to experience for being a lifelong fan of Tetris. Is that so hard? I don't think it is. 
Uh, here's one of my GOG wish lists. Um, and it really harkens back to their original name of good old games, The Manhole. Um, and if you've never heard of it, I'm not surprised. It's effectively a children's visual novel. Um, a very early CD-ROM game. Uh, and I don't really want it because it's a particularly good game, I just want it for nostalgia's sake. It's just one of those things that has stuck in your in your memory and that you want to experience again. And it's probably a rose-colored glasses thing. It's like it's probably something that I would play once just to kind of get the feel back from it, and then I would proceed to never play again. <laughs> Which is a bit sad, but you know, it, it's still something that. I kind of want to experience again. It's just been so long since I've seen that game, so... Um... Yeah. Manhole. Man. Hole. So let's end with Jupiter Hell, uh, which is also on my GOG wishlist. Um... Have you ever heard of... Uh, Doom the Roguelike, or Doom RL, or as it's known now because of legal issues, DRL. Um, well, this is a way to both get by the legal issues and also create original content based on the content that effectively already exists. Uh, so Jupiter Hell is that same sort of roguelike that DRL was. Except, um, a little modernized. It's still, of course, you know, turn-based and all that, but, uh, you know, 3D graphics, um, new mechanics, uh, new, well, it's probably taking some mechanics from, uh, DRL. I haven't, I haven't actually seen, I, I haven't played it and I haven't seen anyone, uh, playing it. Um, I could probably go look for some videos whenever that's possible for me, because that's not very possible for me most of the time in my current situation. I'm not gonna get into those details, but anyway. Um, I'm the most awkward person in the world. Uh, well, that's probably not true. Uh, so yeah, Jupiter Hell. It's just something that seems really interesting for me. It's, uh, taking the original turn-based formula, turn-based roguelike formula, and modernizing it a little bit, and that just seems really cool to me. Although I've seen some people who, uh, who for some reason complained about it being a turn-based roguelike. I need to tell those people, go play Rogue. You do not understand what a roguelike is, traditionally. Um, yeah, um, I'm not gonna start gatekeeping on roguelike. I've listened to roguelike radio enough to be a little more accepting of what to classify as a roguelike and what simply doesn't, but... Anyway, that's an entire different conversation. And I would suggest that you go listen to Roguelike Radio. It's not a, a particularly active podcast at this point. Maybe gets one episode a year. Uh, but there's a huge backlog 
uh, from the time that it was a lot more active. And uh, yeah, there was a lot of uh, fascinating discussions that happened on that show, so go check it out. Anyway, let's get some more music, shall we? You're listening to Square Wave Symphony on CKDU, 88.1 FM Halifax. Thank you. 
that was Mr. Tyler Larson with The Christmas Tree to end off our hour today. And also, you know, for this entire year, this is the last episode of 2020. As long as 2020 doesn't extend into next month somehow, which let's hope it doesn't. But weirder things have happened this year, so who even knows anymore? Uh, and yeah, next week there is going to be another episode for sure. It's going to be the Level Up 2021 episode featuring the best music of uh, this year that was played on the show. And oh boy, that was, was going to be a lot of music to sift through because I didn't have a season break. But then again, uh, we didn't have we we do tend to do these uh, on a bi-weekly basis, so maybe it balances out. Anyway, uh, let's close this thing up the way we usually do. Uh, Square Wave Symphony is based on the format of the Electric Leftovers podcast by Jason Parton of Low Bias Gaming, lowbiasgaming.net. News of the Weird is written by the editors at Andrews McNeil Syndication, newsoftheweird.com. Gaming Next Month is powered by Game Informer, gameinformer.com. Segment music composed by myself, Manaba Namiki, Nariki Kenakor, Twilight of Defects, Sean Daly, Gigandect, and Commissar. Stay tuned for the Astrology Show coming up next on CKDU, followed by the Witching Hour at 7 p.m. and press start continue at 8.30. Comments, questions, want your chiptunes featured on the show? Email me at squaresim at lowbiasgaming.net or get in touch on Twitter at squaresim, S-Y-M. You can also leave feedback on ckdu.ca, click on Shows, find Square Wave Symphony, and click on Leave Feedback. There's also a podcast version of this show. It's available on lowbiasgaming.net slash squaresim, S-Y-M, or just search for Square Wave Symphony. Square Wave is one word on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or TuneIn Radio, or most of the podcasters out there. This has been Square Wave Symphony on CKDU 88.1 FM Halifax. I'm cool here if you don't know. Have a great holiday season, regardless of what you're celebrating, and I'll see you guys next year.